0: Being a CISO is like waging a never-ending chess game against players you don't know, can't see, and attack without warning. On this podcast, cybersecurity experts have a pragmatic dialogue on cyber risk, current attacks, and security trends. Welcome to the CISO's Gambit. Hello and welcome to the CISO's Gambit, the cybersecurity show that shares real stories from some of the leading minds in the cybersecurity space. I'm your host, Sean Cordero. Today, I'm joined by two fantastic leaders and good friends. First, from the Cloud Security Alliance, John Yeo, the Global Vice President of Research, who oversees all development and research for the industry-leading body for cloud, zero trust, and assurance. And my colleague, Lauren Wise. She is the Senior Director of Global Executive Advisory at Zscaler, where she leads a team consisting of former CIOs, CTOs, and CISO from global 300-level organizations, and manages Zscaler's strategic industry partnerships, such as the CSA. Thank you both for joining us today on the show. I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. With RSA in the rearview mirror, one of the things that seemed to be a common theme was the adoption, let's say, of zero-trust Related messaging. And in some cases, coming from organizations or solution providers that historically haven't had either solutions or a focus in that space. Now, this is no different than what we've seen with other, whether it's a trend or use of terminology that gets a little bit loose. But one of the things that I've learned from both of you is that this is a larger problem that is impacting the industry, which is what's the beginning what's the middle what is the end and to that i understand that the csa and zscaler amongst uh octa and crowdstrike created and are now leading what is now called the zero trust advancement center john and lauren could you give me an overview and for our listeners what is this initiative
1: sure yeah do you mind if i start lauren go ahead it's interesting when sean said the beginning middle and end because I think that is a really, it's a story worth telling. When we see zero trust in the world today, especially coming back from the RSA conference on the showroom floor, you see a lot of zero trust solutions, almost like these silver bullets where, hey, just come to our booth and I'll purchase our product and, 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 and you are zero trust. I think what we're trying to tell people is that there is definitely a, a beginning, middle and end to how you attain zero trust versus a... A silver bullet type of solution. It's it's really a journey that you're going to be on with your organization, and we wanted to help people with this Zero Trust Advancement Center. Start by understanding what is the philosophy or Zero Trust strategy that your organization is going to have, and then with that, there's going to many other you know products and solutions that could could augment your own strategy. But you need to start somewhere. You need to have an a, objective within your organization that aligns with your business on what are you protecting and how can you move through this technology landscape by having trust and visibility within all the partnerships that you have. So so zero trust to me really is about, hey, how do we gain trust within within our IT ecosystem? And the Zero Trust Advancement Center is, is there to help you with that journey, to help you get started.
0: Now, so John, on that front then, you seem to, and tell me if I'm wrong here, see the initiative as being a way of adding clarity and maybe more assurance in between solution sets that are provided by the market?
1: I think clarity is is pretty important to understand what zero trust is. And there's a lot of market confusion Mm -hmm. and it's not just from the vendor world, but I think we're seeing a lot of different, the standard development organizations, different government agencies All kind of have their own spin and definition of what zero trust is so we're trying to centralize everything really find really some some guiding documentation or some guiding principles that can help organizations really get to where they want to be and at the end of the day it's about protecting our information protecting our data protecting our our critical assets and then moving on towards this cloud-centric ecosystem and helping to understand hey do i have Trusted partners, do I have my security, do I have my data secured as I as I grow my organization?
0: Lauren, based upon your experience, a leading advisor to large organizations, what are you hearing from other executives, whether it's buzz, excitement, they have views into the effort that you're leading between CSA, and Zscaler. What are you hearing of when you're speaking to stakeholders or other partners outside of our organization?
2: You know, the amount of overwhelming excitement and support after the announcement was made was so positive. Many of the executives that we spoke with were excited to see this announcement and the opportunity to better access truthful, vetted information from an independent source that is CSA. So many companies are using Zscaler, CrowdStrike, and Opta for their holistic zero trust solution. Seeing us come together in this makes a strong statement. And, you know, technology executives and especially security leaders, the CISOs alike, are voicing that they're excited to learn more for themselves. And to be able to train their organizations. There's, there's interest from them and also from broader executives and board members to be able to ask all this information. They're on, they're accountable and they're on the line to answer those questions for their organizations and to be able to have the, a place to go to get the information from their peers so that they're better informed about what others are doing. That's, that's what the Zero Trust Advancement Center is really all about.
0: So, Lauren, with that then, I know that you interact a lot with members of the board across many different organizations. As you're having these discussions, either as a, a stakeholder in their process or you as an advisor to them, are you finding that there is a vast gap of understanding? Or is it perhaps either at the board level or or even the the CEO or CIO level, CISO level, that the understanding is is really nascent and hasn't been developed. I think I know the answer here, but I wanna make sure because obviously there's a large problem here that you and the CSA are looking at solving,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I've I've talked with a few board members of very large global two thousand organizations and the like, and there's a huge gap in understanding board members have absolutely no idea what people are talking about when it comes to zero trust. And they've heard the term and they're running around trying to figure it out. What does it mean for me? And and why is my CISO coming to me and saying, we need to do zero trust and why is nobody buying in? So for them, it's, it's really about managing risk during digital transformations. That's what they're on the line with. And how are we protected against cyber threats and attacks and making sure they're thinking through it and being covered. But when they come to talk about zero trust, it's, it's about the cost benefit. And what's the impact to the organization? What's the impact to the customers and, and the employees? And, and that's what they want the CISOs to be able to come to them and, and speak to. And
0: so there, there has to be some sort of better two-way dialogue of what's going on. Those are really good points about that need for ongoing conversation. And, you know, one of the things I, I find to sometimes be problematic with any kind of standard or any new educational effort, irrespective of coming from one standards body or another, is that sometimes there's a over-focus on either the executive level or the board level, or it is down at the practitioner level or even for somebody that is just getting started in, let's say, the cybersecurity space. How is it that you, Lauren and and the CSA and, and John, how are you skinning that problem, which is finding the level of education that's necessary to bring that awareness at the highest levels of an organization, but also empowering the practitioner who operationally has to not only manage a set of solutions, For the purposes of protecting the business but also have to articulate uh, the value proposition of moving to something like a zero trust based architecture
1: yeah it's 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 a two-sided approach and I, i think a lot of people either you know hey we need to do this top down you know get the executives on board or you're approaching their practitioners here's the coolest tools the latest techniques that we can teach our architects our developers and other practitioners and that's how you get that's how you accomplish something uh i will say that when it comes to to zero trust because the zero trust principles have been around for a very long time and csa has been you know doing you know really neat things and innovative things in the space for for the last 10 years Uh, but even looking back myself on some of the stuff that we've done and i've been a part of it it was very practitioner driven where you're you're looking at you know 200 page documents on how you would implement a good identity practice or, or how we would manage new, right. New, new container practices or something like that. And we need to take both approaches. So I think that's really what's gotten me excited about the zero trust advancement center also is that we're doing both. We're starting at both ends where we're, we released a a survey recently where we surveyed over 200 different C-level practitioners to understand their perspective when it came to zero trust. Uh, and then we did the same thing for, around, for over 800 different practitioners. And so these are the type of things that I think we want to do with the advancement centers to understand both sides. Let's create a lot of the tactical and operational stuff that we need for our practitioners, but also the strategic, the strategic information that we need to effectively put in a zero trust strategy and philosophy within my organization and so that's something that we're doing differently and you know lauren uh mentioned the excitement from the enterprise side the cloud customers the the it customers who are looking to adopt zero trust principles which i think is fantastic and i echo that i'm also excited to work with the organizations like zscaler crowdstrike and octa because they are very forward thinking when it comes to hey let's let's be thought leaders here Let's really help organizations understand what zero trust is. And, and through that process, we're helping organizations be more secure and protecting their, their assets. So I, I think it's fun to see how excited everybody is when it comes to zero trust. Uh, yeah, we can go back for 10 years and I know zero trust was pretty popular, you know, 10, 12 years ago when it was first introduced. And now we're seeing this re-excitement. It's almost like what, what was old is, is new again right? Like bell bottoms are back in and everybody wants a pair of bell bottoms. And so, hey, uh, I'm happy to be on board. I'm happy to stay with the fashion <laughs> trends and the security trends and help people understand what zero trust is. So yeah, this, this whole initiative to me, it's, it's got me pretty excited and I'm remembering what we did and I'm really looking forward to what we need to do going forward as well.
2: Yeah, and I love it how you brought up the the latest CSA survey report because I found it so interesting in there that some of the statistics of 80% of C-level executives have zero trust as a priority for their organizations and 77% are increasing their spending over the next 12 months on zero trust, which it's it's monumentous. It's way more than I actually expected to get out of that survey. So I think the changes here... And it's real. So it's extremely timely. Going back to Sean, your question around... There's, it's spanning the security professionals all the way up to the executive level. And how do you do that? I think security leaders need to have better resources trained around zero trust. There is there is no training around this. How do, how do they get their team knowledgeable about it to be able to help deliver on this? And so what the Cloud Security Alliance is doing is the whole gambit of being able to train the lowest level of analysts all the way through to executives, and then also providing this community of support for the engineers and for the executives to be able to speak with their peers who have done it before, who have gone through the Zero Trust journey and help share what it really looks like and what success looks like. That's what's really special and I'm excited about this initiative.
0: Lauren, you're hitting on something really important. When I think about the CSA and the contributions that they as a, and I love how I'm speaking as if John's not here, but I, about the CSA as an organization, I've always been a huge fan of their work, not only because it they have, as an organization, driven so much knowledge and education across the industry, which is something I've always been passionate about, but have provided paths to success, both from a career perspective for many practitioners, and have also helped level the playing field for uh, cloud services providers when it comes to, let's say, standards adoption. And I feel this very strongly, and I'm sure if we looked at the data, this would probably be proven, that uh, without the efforts of what the Cloud Security Alliance did a decade plus ago with the standardization many of the ideas that were formulated at the early stages of cloud adoption, I don't think we would have made it this far in terms of an industry and the acceleration that we continue to see of cloud growth and adoption. I just have a sense that we'd be a little bit further back. Now, with that context, hearing you share your point of view on zero trust and how there's an opportunity here for the same thing to happen, That really resonates with me because I've seen it happen with the work that the CSA has done at scale. And whether it's from the education side, where, you know, CCSK, CCAK, all of the things, the creation of industry standards like the STAR, the cloud controls matrix, you know, that's work that's near and dear to my heart. All of these efforts that have really proven themselves out to be not just useful, but I'd argue, pivotal and necessary for the continued growth of our industry so i think you really hit on something there that resonates and, and makes a lot of sense now john when you at the csa and the rest of the team there are looking at the zero trust advancement center and the work that's being done across all of these organizations how will the research model adapt to meet some of the projects that will spin off from this? Because inevitably there'll be sub-projects, whether that's control standards, whether that's architecture. I mean, I can imagine there's quite a few streams that you're considering as you're looking at the research plan. Can you give us a little insight of of directionally what you guys are thinking about that?
1: Yeah, of course. For one, I appreciate you saying what you did about CSA and how we definitely feel tasked with educating the industry on All things cybersecurity. But, but yeah, it's a, I think it's one of those never ending processes. Today I feel like I'm having similar conversations with people that we had, you know, 10 years ago. And, you know, are we progressing? Yes. Can we progress faster? I certainly think so. And from a zero trust perspective, that's the idea too. Is we're trying to just understand how do we evolve when it comes to zero trust and how do we measure ourselves when it comes to how successful we are at implementing zero trust. So we look at what exists, and I think there's a lot of good things that have been out there. Even the Forrester principles have evolved quite a bit into what you've seen. Most recently, NIST, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, for the U.S. government, they've evolved. You know, the three original Forrester principles into the seven tenets, and that evolves based off the technology landscape and the amount of risk that organizations are maybe seeing differently too right and we we certainly saw this through the pandemic where maybe that that maybe that was the push that you know was needed to have organizations really take zero trust seriously i know there was even a u.s executive order that kind of helped push this along for some of the federal agencies but as technology evolves we want the research to just be able to keep pace with that and so do principles change and how they're applied? I think yes. If you look back at what Forrester did, it was, it was always about like, hey, all things need to be protected and visible. And in a risk-based world, in a technology-advanced world, we have to be a lot more cool on that, right? We can't put a 100-foot fences around every single thing that we have. And so, we have to be very strategic and prioritize how we do that. And these are kind of the techniques that need to evolve. And so, if you look at implementing zero trust principles that way, maturity models are really important. And so we want to look to see what's existing from from a, a core principles perspective. But what are some of the key pillars that I think many organizations, including the U.S. CISA, has identified? And then just augment that. We don't want to reinvent the wheel, but we certainly want to complement what's out there, fill in the gaps of what's needed, and make sure that we can provide, you know, education to. You know, the entire from from C suite down to practitioner, we want to make sure there's tools in place for building zero trust architectures, maturity models, so that people can understand, hey, where am I in the journey, and what does that look like compared to other organizations? So I know where I'm at. Because even if you have, you know, you know, let's say we have a five stage plan of how you would get from level one to level five, how do I know I'm on the right pace for the size of my organization? Right. Yeah. And so, right. So being very community driven, I think, is very important. Having the right tool set is really important. And we're hoping to include all that in the Advancement Center. So it's still a, a work in progress, Sean, but I think we've identified some pretty good work streams as far as building up strategies, governance, maturity models around core pillars that have been identified by the industry already.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something I see consistently as an ask when talking with other organizations, which is too hot, too cold, too fast, too slow, And it's like, well, it all depends because the truth of the matter is it really depends on each organization's risk profile. Mm -hmm. But this uh, desire to Mm -hmm. have a, a uniform set of measurements that can be used to extrapolate or directly report upon an organization's maturity or at least alignment to zero trust architectural principles and, of course, the operational aspects of that, that would be pretty exciting to see as one of the outcomes. So it's great to hear that. Now that being said, Lauren, when you're speaking with the board or other stakeholders in the C-suite, to the best of my knowledge, there is not yet any uniform way, back to John's point, to show this kind of maturity. It in my experience, it just gets rolled up into a handful of risk statements or exposure statements and it's just kind of left there do you see what john is described from a maturity perspective being something that would be used and desirable within the the board or even at the ceo level
2: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and i you you touched on it very well john because a lot of uh, security professionals and leaders want to see this maturity model where they are compared to the companies that they're competitive with. And, you know, I think it's, it's important to return to the policies and standards around zero trust, which we were talking about, and uh, being able to message around facts for cybersecurity and zero trust, which is what this group is aiming to do, because there is so much confusion right now around Zero Trust and the messaging. So you might see a maturity model or maturity curve coming from many different vendors and you're going to get a different answer from every single vendor depending on what they're trying to pitch. And really... What's exciting here is to be able to see it from an independent perspective and a holistic view because a lot of Zero Trust vendors out there are maybe just part of the puzzle. They're not talking about the big picture that a lot of people want to see. And also with this initiative, we're, we're taking these documentations, the history, the background, the standards to help Level set the playing field here early on in the first founding days of this advancement center. But what you'll really start to see is it's going to transform into these webcasts, into future CSA events, and also globally with these 110 plus chapters that the CSA has. It's going to have the arms and legs out to all these organizations, to all the security professionals out there globally.
0: See, that's the kind of stuff that gets me excited that can really make massive change. When you look at Where we're at now with the Advancement Center. It's a new effort, a lot of excitement out there about the work that is being done already and everything that's been road mapped in terms of research and training. When you look at a year, and this really is a question to both of you, when you look at a year from now and you're looking back and saying, okay, what did we do to positively impact the industry? What did we accomplish in terms of moving forward the view into zero trust and understanding? What would that success look like to you,
1: John? Yeah, it's a good question, Sean. I think there's boy, there's multiple forms of this too. So, you know, I know right now we're trying to level set things, giving people historical understanding of the zero trust principles and how they have evolved today. We certainly wanna see that advancement from, hey, now that we've level set the field, what are some real tools that I can use to either implement zero trust principles into my organization and also measure you know, how I'm doing that against. So research is involved, training is involved, having the right pieces for a maturity model and architecture involved there. But I think one of the biggest things though too, and I think this is actually maybe uh, an overlooked strength of CSA is the community aspect of it. So if we can build a community where organizations, like-minded organizations, maybe you're in the same industry vertical, maybe you're the same size, you know, I'm I'm an SMB, or I'm a large enterprise. And even, you know, CISOs talking to CISOs, CTOs talking to CTOs, if we can build a community where we can just engage with how we're implementing zero trust so that together, you know, it's not just now leveling play, the playing field, but elevating the, the bar so that we can all just improve when it comes to protecting our assets, implementing zero trust principles. Uh, you know, that would be my favorite goal out of this is actually building a community that can lean off of one another and share in each other's strengths and weaknesses. And So that's the way to build, I think, a really strong practice. And Lauren, for you?
2: For me, it's about having the messaging around zero trust in the market corrected. Having the right messaging helps security professionals and organizations globally as it will lead to better zero trust deployments, greater enterprise risk reduction, and improved standardization of zero trust service delivery. So almost every enterprise is trying to drive digital transformation and the zero trust journey has been done by many. We just want to see the companies embrace zero trust and do it right and do it well. That's, that's my vision for us.
0: Well, I think both paths are equally ambitious and knowing the teams that are supporting the effort. I have no doubt that it's going to continue this momentum that it's already built and will be successful. I want to thank both of you for joining us today on the show I really appreciated the discussion and the insight that you shared with the audience. If somebody wanted to learn more about this effort or wanted to get involved, what would be the best way for them to find out more and to? Who- I,
1: I think one of the easiest ways is just to to go to the Zero Trust Advancement Center at CloudSecurityAlliance.org. That's O R G slash Z T for Zero Trust. So cloudsecurityalliance.org slash ZT. It's a great place to start. I think number two is check it out, watch, learn, download, and share. But get involved. You know, I mentioned the whole, hey, my dream is to have this this community of security practitioners sharing information and and sharing techniques and learning from one another. Get involved that way. So there's research working groups that you can be a part of. There's educational programs that you can be a part of, but being a part of a community, you know, and I probably don't even have to tell you this Sean because I know you've been a part of these communities before, it's one thing to download, or read and and ingest all the the highlights, right? Because that's where the guidance, best practical, best practices, architectures they all they're all highlights that come from a lot of work within a community, discussions, sometimes contentious, but a lot of sharing that happens. And so when you're part of these communities, I think that's when you really get the maximum benefit. And, you know, we talked about earlier, um, hey, we want smart employees that make smart decisions. That's good for business. So yeah, get involved that way.
0: Great. And Lauren, if you're a Zscaler customer or currently in the process of looking at partnering with Zscaler, where might they learn more about our engagement with the CSA and the Zero Trust Advancement Center?
2: Absolutely. We we definitely post about it a lot on our CXO Revolutionaries page. And we do keep everything up to date there in terms of the progress we're making, everything that the CSA is releasing. And also we direct link in, into the Zero Trust Advancement Center. So we're we're partnered with CSA because we both work together towards a common goal of supporting organizations to move to the cloud in a secure manner. So we're here at Zscaler to provide support for companies wanting to go through the journey or those who are in the thick of it and just need further support. And I look forward to everything that the Zero Trust Advancement
0: Center will be able to provide
2: for this industry.
0: Lauren and John, thanks again. Thank you. You've been listening to the CISO Gambit. I'm your host, Sean Quickenham. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this show, please leave a comment and subscribe. Content on this podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are current as of the date of recording and subject to change. These statements are subject to the safe harbor provisions created by the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. Full legal disclaimers are available at revolutionaries.zscaler.com. Copyright 2022.